a.m. Welcome to Wine Down the Week, brought to you by Soltech Solutions. I'm your host, Angie, owner of Steel City Plant Company right here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We'll be talking with members of the plant community each week while enjoying a glass of wine or two. Our first guest ever is Maria with Bloom and Grow Radio. Maria is a self-proclaimed plant killer turned plant lady on a mission to make the world a kinder and greener place by helping everyone successfully take care of houseplants. Let's kick everything off with an icebreaker. Hi, Hi Maria. How's it going? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm thrilled to be here. All right, we're going to kick it off with an icebreaker that we call Petal and Bud. So Petal is something exciting that happened recently, and Bud is something exciting that's happening soon. So I'll let you start. Oh, I love this question. <laughs> something exciting that happened recently, Petal. I, let's see. Oh, I met an alpaca. I went to an alpaca farm with my family on our family vacation last week. And I got to hug an alpaca and take a picture with it and feed a bunch of alpacas. And it was so cool. And I feel like I talk a lot about biophilia and why and how humans are affected by plants, but they're also really affected by animals. And it was really fun to see biophilia in a different, through a different lens. Um, so alpacas were definitely my bud, my petal. And then my bud, um, something exciting coming twofold. Number one, I'm finally getting married. I'm a COVID bride. <laughs> so I'm getting married very soon. And also I'm launching a um, really cool education-based uh, garden society in the coming, virtual garden society in the coming months that I can't wait to hopefully tell your listeners about in the future. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. One, where is this alpaca farm? Smith Mountain Lake, Virginia. Wow. Okay. I'm adding that to my bucket list for the I think fall. Apparently alpacas are a thing. You can Google alpaca farms near you and I'm sure you'll find it. <laughs> okay. Who knew? I need to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and congratulations on getting married finally. That's so exciting. So exciting. Um, I guess I'll, I'll roll into mine. So something exciting that happened recently is I got engaged. So we can oh, commiserate. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We can commiserate on being COVID brides because yes. it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you've had it. You've had it worse. I was looking at your Instagram. I know you've had a couple reschedulings. Yes. Right? This is our third wedding date. So hopefully oh if you God. recently got engaged, yeah, we'll choose a nice we'll comfy 2022, 2023 date and not have to deal with anything that I've had to deal with in wedding planning for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope it's amazing. And I can't wait to see all the pictures. Where are you getting married? It's going to be very planty. Um, oh. And I'm doing a whole planty wedding series on my podcast about it. So people will have to tune in and check out, check it out. Um, but we're getting married at Tanglewood Music Center. Um, my fiance and I met there when we were 15 at opera camp. And so we're going to get married on the stage that we used to sing together at. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's so exciting. It's going to be oh. real cute. Yeah. Well, I could talk weddings all day, but we will keep rolling here talking plans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I covered something exciting happening happened recently. Something that I'm looking forward to is launching this podcast. So if I didn't mention it earlier, this is our very first episode. So very, very excited to partner with Soltech and Lehigh Valley with Love and Domasi on this. And we'll have a lot more episodes that we're cranking out. So thanks for being a part of the first one. My pleasure. It's an honor to be the first. <laughs> okay. 
So what are you drinking over there? So I know this is Wine Down Wednesday, but my wine of the summer is an Appy Spritz, otherwise known as an Aperol Spritz. So I fixed myself a nice Aperol Spritz today. I've been drinking them. I drank them for like 60 days straight in the beginning of lockdown. <laughs> um, but I'm Italian, so I feel like it, I'm basic because I like Aperol Spritzes, but I'm also Italian and I've been drinking Aperol Spritzes long before they were popular, so. I hear you. I'm also Italian, last name is Del Grosso. So. Oh. Doesn't get much more Italian than that. And we just got back from Italy right before the shutdown. So we were living on Aperol spritzes. So I am jealous of your drink over there. (laughs) What are you drinking? I am drinking Franklin Hill Vineyards wine. It is here in Bethlehem, right on Main Street. So a couple doors down from our shop that we have. And it's pumpkin spice. So it's called Potion X. And they launch it limited series every fall just for Halloween. And it's Amazing. It's grape wine that's naturally flavored with pumpkin spice. And my fiance is addicted to it. He bought two whole cases last year just to get us through October. So it is our favorite thing that we look forward to in the fall. So thank you, Franklin Hill Vineyards, for being our first ever wine sponsor. Cheers. Salud. (laughs) Salud. That's awesome. All right. So... Tell me a little bit more about your podcast and all the amazing things that you do. Um, Yeah, so I'm the founder and host of the Bloom and Grow Radio podcast. I think it was the first American houseplant podcast out there. Um, It was, we started in 2017. um, And on the podcast, I learn alongside my listener. I interview experts in every aspect of plant care you could ever want. So we have bonsai 101 succulent 101 begonia 101 we also have way more in-depth in-depth episodes like soil science 101 um how roots work like basically everything that i've ever had a question about as a beginning plant parent um and now an advanced intermediate plant parent i find an expert and i talk to them about it um and also there is a through line on the podcast about cultivating more joy in your life through plants I have many episodes where I talk about life lessons learned in the garden and how plants can teach us to live happier lives. Um, Lots of interesting episodes about like the plant person connection, um, studies behind why plants actually make us happy, um, why self-care and plant care is actually a thing and not just like a hashtag that's circulating on social media and a lot of other things in between. And it started as a podcast. It grew into a uh, YouTube channel and a TikTok channel. It's now kind of more of a media company. And I also have a private um, app, actually. It's called the Bloom and Grow Garden Party. And it's a private community platform for the listeners to connect and engage and grow together and learn together in a private, safe space. Wow. So you're busy. <laughs> I'm super busy. Super busy. Also trying to plan a wedding in the middle of all of it. Oh, my God. I, I hear you on that. And I definitely want to dive more into all the new ventures that you're starting in a little bit so that we can get all the details on how to be a part of all of those things. But let's yeah. get back. So I know your background is on Broadway. So how did yeah. that lead you to where you are now with plants? And how does that skill set transfer into what you're doing now? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about plants is there's no one cookie cutter type of plant parent, right? There are lawyers who are plant parents. There are, um, you know, doctors who are plant parents. You don't have to have your degree in horticulture to enjoy plants and, and enjoy the benefits from them. 
So I actually spent my life as a plant killer. I was like a notorious plant killer um, in my group of friends and with my family. Um, I was a professional musical theater performer, a soprano. I used to travel the world doing different musicals. Um, I was in Cats on Broadway briefly. I did the national tour of Cats in 2019. Um, I actually, while I was on the tour of Cats, did live tapings all around the country. And Soltech was a, a brand part, a sponsor partner of a live taping we did in Philly, which was really amazing. Um, and so, yeah, when I was in Cats on Broadway, I was still a plant killer, but I had just moved in with my now fiance. And we had all of his furniture in our house. And so I didn't feel like I had like my stamp on his house and I really wanted to nest. So I thought, you know, I've killed every plant that I've ever brought home um, in like really embarrassing ways, but like maybe I'll give plants one more shot and this time I'll actually like Google them <laughs> and like ask for help and try and figure out how to keep plants alive. We also had this great nine square foot balcony garden that had like amazing Southern exposure. Talk about Southern exposure. I'm sorry, I'm like in a sunbeam right now. My video is very poor quality because uh, we just moved and disclaimer, we just moved and we're not all set up yet. But um, so I um, decided to give plants one more try. And by doing that, um, brought uh, started with a very small herb garden on our balcony and one tomato plant. And when the herbs started thriving, I thought, okay, well, maybe I could have one house plant and, you know, let's try one house plant. And then all of a sudden, I think I had an itch that a lot of plant parents had where I said, okay, well, if I did one house plant, maybe I could have three house plants. Oh, those three house plants were successful. Okay, maybe 10 house plants. And then, okay, 20 house plants. And then all of a sudden, I say I went from zero to 60, literally and figuratively in three months to the point that my sweet fiance, so supportive, but was so freaked out by my like obsession. He actually asked me to go on a plant pause so I could kind of get my new obsession and addiction under, under, you know, underway, under control. And um, the difference with, you know, that was uh, wanting to educate myself, which is why I started Bloom and Grow Radio. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting having a full career as a musical theater performer you know, putting on cats makeup and, and yak wigs to be cats on stage and, you know, do all these amazing shows um, and then transitioning into the gardening space. And it's interesting. There's some there's some overlap. You know, I was a performer on stage and now I'm a performer through my podcast and through my YouTube channel and, um, you know, have really interesting speaking opportunities and that kind of stuff. So it's very interesting to see how everything overlaps, but it's by no means a normal career path. <laughs> That's such a fun. Okay, so you went from zero to 60 really quick. How many are you at now? I'm almost afraid to ask. My collection has fluctuated a lot because I've moved in three times in the last year. So COVID, wow. for a lot of people, most of my listeners, COVID, everybody's plant count shot through the roof because everybody's been home. You started a plant shop in the middle of COVID because of the demand that houseplants have had. For me, it was actually the inverse effect. And I... At the most, I had 160 houseplants in 500 square feet. That was my biggest number. Um, then I downsized my collection to about 60 on our first move. Then I think it bumped up to 80 on our second move. And then I think we're back down to around 60 um, with my third move. Cause I'm just, I'm learning a lot about being in different houses. I'm kind of in a different phase of life right now where I'm like, actively pruning back my plants because I'm trying to figure out what's sustainable for the next chapter of life. Um, 
So my plant number has been very different and I highly encourage everyone to cut, to pare down their plant collection at one point in their plant parenthood because you learn a lot. Um, you learn a lot about yourself as a plant parent. You learn a lot about the habits that you've created. You make space for new plants that you might be interested in doing, but you never could have when you were overwhelmed with all the plants that you, you know, had that you didn't really like. So it's been a really interesting, it's been a really interesting experience, a real surprise that I've actually enjoyed. Yeah. What's your collection at? Oh God. It outgrew my apartment so quickly that I had to start a shop to house right. <laughs> In shop, we probably have 200 to 300, I would mm-hmm. say, which is crazy to think because we take care of them all. It's just my mom and my dad help out and me and my grandparents. But really, my mom is the one that is in charge of plant care for everything in shop and it takes her about four hours in one day uh, every week to water every single plant because she does each one by hand. And it's a little different than a nursery where there's routine watering and sprinklers go on and everything's getting the same care. Ours is really specific. So it takes a lot of time at my apartment. I, I would say I'm at 50 and Mm -hmm. in a small space. So yeah. I hear you. Well, though, it's not the internet at your stop. It's not like you need a large connection. I collect. You probably want to break from the plants when you get home. My poor plants at home. I know. I just uh, in the last month or so got really good at scheduling time to spend with them again because mm-hmm. they were getting neglected for sure. Yes. I mean, they all survived it, but they were feeling mis- not loved as much mm-hmm. as the ones at the shop. So I needed to step it up. Which of your plant, what would you say is your staple plant that's always in the collection, no matter how many you're at, which ones make it through the moves, the most durable, easy plants to take care of? So I think it's a really interesting question. When we went from 160 plants to 80 or 60 or 80 plants, whatever that first move, we walked around our apartment. I'm very fortunate that I have a bunch of really fancy plants because I have awesome listeners who send me cuttings of their, you know, their fancy plants, or I've been, you know, able to come to get a few. And it wasn't the fancy plants that we like needed to keep. It was the plants that had emotional ties and stories with them. The pothos, the first pothos I ever bought at a Home Depot, like that plant was coming with me. It's probably $12 at the store, right? But that plant has been through so much with me over the last four years, like that plant was coming. Um, You know, all of my Monsteras. I remember when I was first starting out Bloom and Grow, I was obsessed with monsteras they were so they're always so popular but i just knew i was going to get a monstera and i got my first monstera in a very special way and then i ended up like i joke about like manifesting a second free one at that moment and it was just like a sign um i had a friend gift me 12 of her plants because she had to move very early on i also like felt like that was a sign that i was doing the right thing with starting bloom and grow so it was those like the jade plant the monsteras um you know my tiny fiddly fig cutting that my fiance gave me those that we call figaro um those were the plants that like absolutely had to come with us and get prioritized raffi my raffidophora tetrasperma um limey my my bear's lime tree that we've almost killed so many times but he's hanging with us man so those are our like steadfast plants i would say um which is also ironic i don't name all of my plants the special plants get named. Yep. And I would say like Limey the Lime Tree, Raffi the Raphidophora tetrasperma, and F- 
Figaro the fiddly fig are definitely three top and Gaga the monster the monstera um <laughs> they definitely have always had top priority when in all of our moves which which means something for sure it does if it's Crazy to see how emotionally attached you can become to your plants. Mm-hmm. I I've shed tears when I've lost them oh, yeah. before. So oh, it, yeah, it's emo- you get attached. Living, breathing things. Totally. <laughs> okay, any plants that you would recommend that beginners avoid so that they don't get because you went through this journey. So what would you recommend to maybe wait a little bit on so that you don't get frustrated right off the bat? So I actually don't think that there are blanket beginner good plants or beginner bad plants. I am all about picking the right plants for your lifestyle. And I've learned this over and over again as I've moved many times this year and my lifestyle has really changed this year. And some of the higher maintenance plants that used to work for me really well don't work for me anymore. So on my website, I actually have, so I've talked about the concept of plant parent personalities for a long time. My COVID baby, when I was in lockdown in New York City in March of 2020, I finally was able to make this plant parent personality test on my website. So you can actually take this plant parent personality test, it's free. And at the end of it, you get your plant parent personality and like a list of recommended plants for that lifestyle. So like if you are like a busy mom or like you travel a lot for work or you really don't wanna like be engaging and like doting on your plants all the time, that's a low maintenance plant parent. That person is, no matter how like good they want to do like they're never going to do well with a fern because their ferns need like daily maintenance right um you want to recommend them hardier plants that can kind of survive being left alone for a while and coming back so if you're a low maintenance plant parent i would definitely recommend like zz plant um snake plants are like my favorite plant in the entire universe i think they're totally underutilized (laughs) and like the unsung hero of the houseplant community um on the other side of the spectrum is like the mindful plant parent and that's someone who really wants to engage in their with their plants every day maybe when they do kill their plants like they do shed some tears because they do feel that like really emotional like super emotional connection certain types of ferns would be great for that person orchids something that you could like spritz the roots of i always recommend like putting moss poles in your plants because you can like water your moss poles all day long and like not really worry about overwatering your plant but you can get that like connection um maybe you're like design based and you really are only going to take care of a plant if you think it looks really pretty and like looks really beautiful in your home so maybe then like a fiddly fig is like a great option or a rough duck or a tetrasperm or something with like a really interesting leaf shape uh, i will say though plants maybe that beginners shouldn't try like the i just have had so many people write me in about the fiddly fig tree i'm sure you have too i think oh yeah I think it's a very easy tree to take care of if you know how to take care of it. But I think a lot of beginners who don't know anything about plants bring fiddly fig trees home and then put them in dark corners and then they die um, or they lose all their leaves. So I would just say, if you choose to bring home a fiddly fig tree, make sure you have lots and lots of sun and not a desire to move it around that much. (laughs) And if you don't have the sun, Soltec Solutions is there to help. Yeah, let me tell you a funny story about my Soltech light. Good connection. So Billy bought Figaro, my fiddly fig tree. It was a tiny fiddly stem, like tip cutting. And it had very small leaves on it. But he bought it for $7 and he felt so excited. Like he got such a deal because he knew like the fiddly fig tree was like a really fancy plant, you know. And um, he brought it home. And at that moment, I totally was out of 
full sun real estate in my apartment. I already have like a hundred plants. And so I actually ordered a second Soltech solution light. I installed it and I put my fiddly fig, I put Figaro under the Soltech light. And I swear to you, the leaves like tripled in size because I think the plant finally was getting the light that it needed. And so ever since then, in two more homes, we've always kept the fiddle leaf under a light and it's been so happy. And um, it grew so big that it actually got leaf burned because it grew so tall, I didn't raise the aspect. So some of the leaves have a little bit of leaf burn, but that's my fault. That's not full <laughs> fault. Little crispy. <laughs> little just, crispy, little crispy. <laughs> I just got two large cacti for my apartment. And oh, cool. same thing was out of space in the window. Mm-hmm. So I got I got the aspect with the wall hanging to hang right over and it looks beautiful. Yeah. But I'm just so excited because I'm finally allowing myself to personally have large cacti. Because for me, I'm someone that wants to have that connection with plants. I want to love you. I want to water you. And I just, succulents, cacti, I, I tried too hard. So now with yeah. the plant shop, you know, I really learned. So I know what I have to do now. So it, it's time. And I <laughs> feel like they're fancy other- light. And the other key I feel like with succulents, a lot of people want, like struggle with is they just need more light than you usually have. So right. I feel like if you really want succulents or cacti to do well, unless you have like a sunroom, you know, putting them under a grow light is a really smart idea. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What is, let's see, what would you say brought you towards plants in the first place? Was it more so the health benefits and self-care, plant care? or was it the aesthetic of your home? So what's your plant personality? Like when you take your test, what are the results? Well, it's interesting. I've been a mindful plant parent my whole experience, someone who really wants to engage, but in the last year, life has really gotten in the way and I've become much more of a low key plant parent, um, which is interesting, just like kind of watching my personality shift. And I always say you have a couple of these types within you, like any personality test you take, you know? Um, But it's interesting, I got into plants from a design perspective, looking at my apartment, feeling like it didn't feel homey, feeling like it didn't have any femininity in it and saying, okay, plants will do this. Like I'm gonna bring plants to the space to like bring life and make it look nice. And then I think the unbelievably wonderful surprise of this whole thing and like what I've now dedicated my life to doing is realizing that plants are so much more than living decor. Like they are the most for me, like the most instrumental wellness tool that I've ever had in my toolbox of self-care and of, um, you know, my ability to wrestle with depression and anxiety and everything that all of us millennials kind of struggle with, like plants have been it. And I've been to yoga retreats and wellness retreats and I've read every self-help book in the world. You know, really I do. I'm very into that kind of thing. I didn't think plants were that. And the more that I engaged with plants, the more that I realized like plants are really just a tool and vehicle for us to be able to disconnect with greens and reconnect with ourselves. Um, In the mornings, like my biggest thing when I got first got into plants was I used to wake up with my phone and scroll Instagram immediately. And when I started caring for plants, I would wake up and I would leave my phone and I would go sit with my basil plant and like smell my basil and my herbs. And then I would water my plants and I would give myself like I kind of took myself back. Like I took time for myself back. I took alone time. I took like space back because I think 
millennials, Gen Zers, anybody under, you know, millennials or under younger, I think we really are wrestling with an epidemic of social media addiction and screen addiction and any way that we can kind of reclaim that lost agency that I think like our parents used to have when like they would get up because their alarm went off and then they like wouldn't look at the TV until the evening. Like, right. That's crazy to think about because that's just not who we are. We get up and we're on TikTok like immediately. Um, And so I feel like the biggest thing for me now and the reason why like I show up continually to the podcast and I show up continually to this practice of of plant parenthood is not just like the fact that they make my home look pretty, but the fact that they like make my brain feel pretty, (laughs) you know, like it turned into so much more for you. Totally. So I think there's so many different layers and I think people come to plant care for one thing and then it changes and then it changes again. And the beauty of plant care is it's a lifelong hobby if you want it to be. So you can go through many different seasons the way our plants do. That's my favorite form of meditation for myself. I know not everyone's into that. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to do it. But for me, it's very difficult for me to just sit and be with my eyes closed and focus. For me, taking time just for myself, like you said, and solitude and taking care of something and interacting with it just for me feels like the best form of meditation totally and it's so tactile you're watering you're touching the earth you're feeling the leaves like it really does bring you into the present much more than a standard meditation can sometimes for sure very grounding yeah totally (laughs) well that seems like a great transition i want to hear more about this plant personality test where can people find it to take it go ahead and plug that because we i know we're all intrigued (laughs) Yeah, I'll send you the link. You can put it in the show notes, but it's bloomandgrowradio.com slash personality. And if you just go to my, it's a, I know it's a mouthful. In retrospect, Bloom and Grow Radio was a real mouthful to name your podcast. I loved how it rhymed, but I'm like, oh my God, now everything is so long whenever I give any kind of URL for people. But bloomandgrowradio.com slash personality. But if you just go to my website, it's all over my website. So you won't, you won't be able to miss it. Perfect. Um, and if people take the test, I want to always know your personality results on Instagram. It's so fun to see people share their results. Oh, I can't wait to take it. <laughs> yeah. And then you talked a little bit about this in the beginning, your plant community platform and app, The Garden Party. Tell us more about that and what we can expect to see there. Yeah. You know, I started The Garden Party community platform and app because... I feel like there's so much social media burnout and there's so much curation on the internet. And I think 2020 has been beautiful because a lot of people have gotten into plant care. And I think a lot of people have gotten really into plants and they've had a lot of time on their hands to like become plant fluencers, which is fantastic, or start plant accounts. It's so fun that people have a plant account and a plant, you know, and their normal account. But I think that social media just has so much pressure of having a perfectly curated feed and using filters on everything and, um, you know, having very thoughtful captions and did this post get a lot of likes or did it not? And I think the thing with plant people is like, we are very kind people. Um, We want to share, we want to connect. I feel like there's no better feeling. And I'm sure that you experience this at your plant shop all the time when like I'm in a plant shop or I'm even not even in a planty scenario, I'm at a party and someone else mentions their house plants. And I look at that person and I'm like, oh, you have house plants. I have house plants. And then yes. all of a sudden it's like the two of you in the corner talking about house plants for 45 minutes. Like 
it's this it's this incredibly bonding experience to meet other plant people and it's an amazing way to make new friends like i made amazing friends in new york city in the plant community from going to different events and doing different things i've connected with the most amazing people via my podcast and so i wanted to create like a safe space off of social media i mean it's technically an app it's technically a social media app but it's only social there's no algorithm to it um no one cares if you have likes or shares. You can subscribe to only the types of topics you want to talk about. So if you're only here for houseplants, you can subscribe only to the houseplant content. If you're only here for gardening, you can subscribe only to the gardening content. Um, there are cool features like you can find people in your area. So you're if you're in Bethlehem and you want to find other plant parents in Bethlehem to connect with and maybe do plant swaps with or maybe meet up at a plant shop, um, you can uh, you can allow the app to find plant friends near you. You can join regional groups. Um, so it's just like a safe space that people can connect with people in a really authentic way um, beyond filters and it's really like the I'm, i call it the plantiest and kindest corner of the internet um it's really special seeing all of the different connections and like real honest plant parenthood talks like hey who's ever sterilized their pruning shears like i don't right. sterilize my pruning shears do you guys do this everybody's talking on instagram about how we all have to sterilize our pruning shears but like no one does it that's what i want the garden party to be like a yeah. real on you know authentic place for people to connect and in the coming months, uh, we're launching a higher a higher tier of the platform that's going to have a lot of really fun, exclusive, educational content for people, uh, which is going to be un unreal. Uh, we're putting the final touches of it, but uh, it's it's a cool place, and people can go check it out. You can go to jointhegardenparty.com, and you can uh, join us right there. Perfect. Thank you so much. We can't wait to check it out and to share it with everyone who's tuning in. Be sure to visit those links that we'll plug in here for you. It's like a Soltech Solutions, like love, uh, like everybody, <laughs> I feel like people are always waxing poetic. Like I just got my Soltech Solutions Vitable. <laughs> like people all know, cause they're a sponsor of my podcast that people all know the Soltech stuff. Yes. <laughs> I love it. All right. We're going to end today's podcast with a little riddle. So listeners, you can write down your guesses in the comments or the reviews, and we'll pick a random person that gave the right answer and we'll give them a shout out in the next episode. So today's riddle, I am a seed with three letters in my name. Take away the last two and I still sound the same. What am I? I'll repeat that one more time. I'm a seed with three letters in my name, take away the last two, and I still sound the same. What am I? So once everyone thinks on that, drop your best guesses in the comments or your reviews, and we will let you know what the answer is next time that you tune in with us. So thank I you so much, Maria. Yeah, yeah, do you know? Like, I have to say think it, on that. Yeah. yeah, I won't say it, but I have to. I have to think a little bit harder than on that. Yeah, for sure. That's so fun. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here with us for our first ever podcast. What a special way to kick it off. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for you guys um, to be launching, and I hope to come visit your plant shop in IRL in real life sometime soon. Please do. Is there anything else that you would want to touch upon or say? to close us out? No, just that I'm excited for you guys. I love Soltech Solutions um, and I love wine. So I can't wait to keep <laughs> listening and see who else you bring on the show and what other wines you drink. 
Perfect. Well, thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in. We can't wait to keep the conversations and the wine flowing. Lots more to come. Wine Down the Week is created in partnership with Soltech Solutions, Steel City Plant Company, Domasi Home, and Lehigh Valley with Love. Thanks, everybody.